Hey, listen, welcome to the Hey Listen Games cast. My name is Jeffrey Morris. This is episode 69. And let's just say we are now living in a post-Mario Odyssey world, guys, and it feels so great. <laughs> Joining me here today, the lovely Nathan Wagner. How's it going, Nathan? Hello, what is up, everybody? And we have a special guest, first time on the show, the one and only Johnny Ebbs is here with us. How's it going, John? What's up, everybody? How's it going? So, John, I know who you are. Nathan knows who you are. All of our listeners may not be familiar with you, though. Um, so, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. What, what kind of games do you like? What's your kind of gaming background? Um, why are you here today? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I started gaming when I was like four years old. There's videos of me like playing uh, Super Mario Brothers when I'm four years old, which is awesome. I love finding <laughs> those back then. Oh, yeah, you uh, same boat for me. Yeah, so I grew up playing Nintendo games. There was a weird phase in my life where I stopped and I only played Call of Duty, Madden, you know, and all the bro stuff. You know, all the bro stuff. I think we all have, all have <laughs> had that phase at one point or another. Yeah, or another. you had that for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. But uh, then, then after after college, I came back to Mario. I came back to Nintendo games, and now I run a like a Nintendo YouTube channel. So that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know you, you play, you have PS4, like, I, I know you dabbled in Destiny 2 a little bit and stuff, but, like, I feel like whenever I check out your Twitter and, like, your YouTube stuff, like, it's mo- mostly the, the Nintendo stuff, and, like, I, I don't even know, how many Switch games, like, do you own? Like, I, I feel like you post about so many different games. Right now, I have about 35. Wow. <laughs> that is awesome. That is a great And I don't collection. regret any of them. I don't regret any of them. They're fantastic. <laughs> that is, I mean... I, as I'm like over sitting here thinking about my Wii U, like I don't, I don't think I even had close to 35 Wii U games, and I bought most of the, like you know main Wii U games and stuff. So, it's a it's a good sign for the Switch, I guess, that there's that many good games that people are buying. Yeah, sure. I can't get enough of it. I just want more. <laughs> <laughs> You're like these games are not coming out fast enough. Everyone else, like I feel like me and Nathan are like, well, there's too many games. Like slow down. Yeah, got to play them all. Yeah, no, that, that's cool. <laughs> there's there's something for everyone um, on the Switch. Like I was talking to my brother-in-law. Um, this last week, and he's like, "Oh yeah, like it's about time Mario came out. There hasn't really been any games on the Switch. <laughs> I've only you know bought in Zelda, Mario Kart, and Splatoon, like those three and stuff. But I'm like, dude, there's a whole world in the eShop like you haven't even like touched yet. There's so many good indies out there as well. So definitely a lot to play. Yeah, but I can't get enough of it, and uh, I'm just gonna keep buying. I buy at least two games a week. <laughs> nice." <laughs> So, so, so what are your what are your most recent purchases aside from the Mario Odyssey, obviously? Uh, well, I bought Splasher, which is like a 2D platformer. Oh yeah, yeah. I, j- I just started playing that one today. Actually, it's pretty fun. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It, it's it looks like Splatoon, mm-hmm. but I, it remind it reminds me more of like Super Meat Boy. Yeah, exactly. Meat Boy was what I was getting from it too. Like very quick. You know, you're doing like wall jumps and tight platforming really quickly. So yeah. But th- I also bought like a- Axiom Verge and Stardew Valley, Golf and Story, you know, Nathan all the is big a ones. Huge uh, Stardew Valley fan. <laughs> Stardew Valley is really, really good. I have. I can't only put like. Did you play it before? Before um, the, the Switch version. Before the Switch version, yeah. No, no, I did not play before oh the Switch my version. Gosh. So you're yeah. just like, getting into the insanity of the depth of that game. And I only put like an hour into it. Yeah. Because it, it stresses me out. I know it's not supposed to stress you out, but it stresses me out. Like, I don't know what I have to do in a day. Is that <laughs> best advice I can give you? Is for any starting starter, just uh, make sure if it's raining, either go to the mines or go fishing. If it's not raining, always start the day by watering your crops, and then just choose like one thing you want to accomplish that day, whether that be gathering wood to build something or fishing to get your fishing level up. Like goal or, setting. What is this? Like real yeah. life or something? Yeah, you, you just got to choose like <laughs> one thing, and because especially at the start of the game, you have to really manage your time and your energy bar. You don't have that much energy, and you can only use a certain yeah. amount of energy each day and stuff like that. So, yeah. and then you'll slowly upgrade and pr- progress yourself as you play right, well, more and more. Well, I think you two can, can talk more Stardew <laughs> tips after the show. Uh, Nathan's very passionate about this game, obviously. Uh, but before we jump into Mario um, and our impressions of. The game of a generation, as I like to say. Um, we'll also be sharing some uh, news from the Sony uh, press, uh, or not, was it a press conference? Yeah, or it was, was a it? Paris, Paris Games Week 
media briefing is, I believe, the correct yeah. term. So basically like a live Sony Nintendo Direct type style thing where they just put a bunch of announcements and trailers out there. Um, so we'll be breaking down that news. But, but before we do, we do have a couple other news stories we wanted to mention. Um, Nathan, share this first one with us. I thought this was hilarious. So GameCube controller support went live on the uh, latest Switch update. Yeah, and we talked about it last we week. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. And some outlets reached out, and they asked Reggie, they are like, you know, did you know that, like, why did you put in GameCube support? And he's like, well, it was actually a surprise to me, to us, too. We thought we were just kind of patching in support for third-party USB controllers and stuff like that, and we were as surprised to hear about it as everyone else. So that's what <laughs> Nintendo's claiming right now. Like, I think they're probably just downplaying it because they don't want people to get hyped for, like, a Smash port or, like, you know, virtual console GameCube games or something like that. But if this really is true, they didn't even mean it, and they just accidentally made GameCube controllers work, like... I don't even know how that happens. They weren't able to figure it out for the entire, you know, five-year lifespan of the Wii U, like, to be able to patch that in for the system. It only worked for Smash Bros. But somehow they accidentally enabled it on the Switch within, like, eight months. Like, I, I just find that hilarious, like, however that works. So it's pretty funny. Um, There's no way they just made that Game GameCube adapter for Smash Brothers on Wii U. There yeah, has to be something else. I know, like, I was looking forward, I was hoping that they were going to patch it in for, like, you know, Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U and stuff like that, be able to use it, because I love, you know, using the GameCube controller for Mario Kart Wii, um, and I can do it, but now I can do it on my Switch. Me and Nathan, we did yeah. a couple races with the well, GameCube controller, and it felt really nice. You know, after Smash Bros. came out, I think that was Nintendo's, like, last-ditch effort to make the Wii U successful, and after, you know, that, it was a successful Smash game, but it didn't, like, sell a ton of Wii U's or anything like that, yeah. and so Nintendo was like... We don't care at all. We're just not going to do anything. It was at that point, and so I don't yeah. think they even tried. Well, Nintendo, you know, they they put out their kind of Switch sales uh, this week as well. And they said that the Switch has kind of already sold about half of the total Wii U lifespan. Yeah, I believe it was 7.63 million units as of the end of September. And that's worldwide. And that's worldwide, not including, yeah. you know, any of the Mario Odyssey bump, which I'm sure, you know, a ton yeah. of systems sold because of of Mario and you know Black Friday and Christmas haven't happened yet so there's a pretty good chance that the Switch will probably pass the Wii U's lifetime sales within its first calendar year which is pretty crazy (laughs) insane but uh, anyways um, there was another accident in the gaming world this week Um, Sony accidentally um, put up a Planet of the Apes game on PSN uh, available to purchase and play like just out of nowhere. Like, this was a game that was kind of announced during E3. We've seen, like, a small teaser trailer and a few screenshots. And I actually read a bit about this game, and it's um, tied in with the movies, but it tells a story between um, the last two, Don- uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and I think it's War for the Planet of the Apes that came out this summer. Yeah. Um, so it's between those last two movies, and, you know, it looks pretty interesting. It's almost kind of like a telltale game where it's not a lot of action. It's more about the conflict between the humans and the apes, and you play as characters on both sides and it's a 30 dollars game and sony literally just put it out for 30 dollars, and people like bought it and started playing it because it came out of nowhere and then they quickly took it down and said it was an accident but i mean like does that mean this game is finished like if it was available to purchase and sony originally had it listed for fall but they've been quiet since i think august on this game and i don't know i've never really seen a game go live before its release date which is unknown at the same time <laughs> and people were able to buy and play it was pretty crazy uh i think it's just whoever works at ninsoni and is in charge of putting up stuff on the store this is another error we've seen like lots of games before go up either for free or go up before they're supposed to come out and stuff like that um mm. this is kind of a unique case because it doesn't have a release date but Sony again accidentally hit a button or something like that. I, I don't so, know how. I don't know how this guy isn't fired that. yet. That's yes. that's my biggest question. Someone has to pay for this, right? Yeah. But uh, um, currently, Mario Odyssey is getting raving reviews. You know, I thought it would get a lot of tens. You know, a good amount of nines, maybe a few. You know, eights or lower than nines. And it turns out it's been getting almost unanimous 10s across the board. 10 out of 10. Reviews of this game are just glowing. It has gotten you know, some 9.5s, a few 9s. But as of now, as of this recording, Mario Odyssey is currently the best-reviewed game of all time, according to GameRankings.com. Now, GameRank is a little bit different than Metacritic. I know a lot of people use Metacritic. 
Um, Metacritic, I think, accepts a more wide variety of review outlets, while Game Rankings doesn't quite include as many different sources. But it's the same thing. It's just averaging the total score for every single review um, on the site. So I think it's counting about 30, 35. It was 34 last night. Yeah, 34, so 34 35. different reviews, and the average is over 98%, which puts it just above Mario Galaxy 1 and 2, Ocarina of Time, and Breath of the Wild, which those five games right there are the top five games of all time, which shows you how how good Mario and Zelda, like Nintendo's two babies, really are doing, you know, critically and obviously consumer-wise, like we can't get enough of these games. Yeah. And the fact that we got two of those games within this you know, the last eight months is mind-blowing to me. Like, it totally made up for the last two years of the Wii U where we didn't really get anything <laughs> yeah, as a Nintendo fan. exactly. Especially the last year of the Wii U where it was, like, that crappy Mario tennis game and the Animal Crossing board Star game. Star Fox and... Zero Effort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, did you, I mean, did you survive is, it, the... is this surprising to you guys? No, this is, this, this is well-deserved. Yeah. Like, I've played so much of this game over the past weekend, and... Yeah, it's a 10, easily. Yeah, it, it's a very, very good... It's an amazing game. Um, I haven't played as much of it as i like to or hope to by then, by now, but it's really, really good. And I think, like I mean, it's hard, said, hard it's to find something well to complain about in this game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, if you... It's too easy is what uh, the current hot trend is what I what I hear. Mm. Well, I'm sure it, people... it is pretty easy. There are the parts one... that are accessible, but I'm sure the people that are saying that also haven't 100% of the game. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah, a lot exactly. of stuff to do in there. The the one thing, the one complaint that I have, it's a big one. You can't change your clothes on the on the fly. Mm, yeah. You have to go to the store. <laughs> that would be nice. You have to go back to your stupid closet. It's true. Uh, that is true. But we'll we'll be talking more about Mario Odyssey uh, shortly here. Before we did, we did have a bit of Xbox news. You know, Xbox One X is coming out. I don't know if people are excited for it or not, but it is happening. You know, Nintendo's, you know, flying with all these accolades with Odyssey. You know, Sony just dropped this bomb of all these new trailers of games coming out next year. Looking like it's going to be a good year for them. And and Microsoft's like, well, we don't have games, but we have the most powerful console ever. And here's some things they can do. And so um, they did announce this last week that Xbox 360 games are going to get a visual upgrade again on the Xbox One X. So when I first heard this, I thought, okay, you know, it's more sales. It's more, you know, just... PR jargon, you know, they said the same thing when Xbox One came out, and they announced backwards compatibility. Hey, you know, you're going to play backwards compatible 360 games. They'll look even better on Xbox One X. Um, But apparently, I did a little bit of research here. These uh, few games that are getting this nice new upgrade for the X, um, basically, these games are going to be displayed in 10-bit rather than 8-bit. I'm not sure entirely what that means, but it's going to be basically rendered in a different way that basically lets it have six to eight times the amount of pixels. And so these are the same games, but they're kind of displaying these 360 games in like 4K almost, which is kind of crazy to me that they can take this game that, you know, Halo 3 came out in 2007, and they can make it look like a 4K game, which is that. Crazy. I guess my question for that is: Is that across all Xbox 360 games, or is there like it's, a certain like a do list. developers have to go in and like kind of make those changes? Yeah. Well, here's the interesting thing: It's not really uh, additional change or work that the developers have to do. Like, think you know, PlayStation Pro. You know, not all games are PS Pro enhanced enabled. Like, the developers have to go in and add those extra options. Um, in this case, it's more that they're taking these old games and they're porting the exact same original game. They're not changing the code. They're not going in and changing anything. But they're somehow enabling with like crazy Microsoft Black Magic <laughs> this way that they can display the games with way, way more pixels, add in, you know, basically HDR lighting. And this is something that they're able to do and not really change any of the original game's code. So it'll still feel in play, but everything will just look, I guess, a lot sharper because you're playing with more pixels. So pretty cool. There's I think only about seven or eight games so far that have been announced to get this, you know, nice new upgrade. Um, but you know, if I had Xbox One X, it's good to know. Like, I can just pop my old Halo Three disc in there, play it on my you know big TV, and it's gonna look way better than I even remembered. That's I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, good for them. I think they need as much good PR as they can get at this point. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> are, Nintendo, are Nintendo's either of you getting backwards it? compatible? But uh, I am not planning on get. I don't have an Xbox One, and I'm not really planning on getting one because. I like my PS4 a lot, and I don't really see the need. Like, the exclusives that Microsoft has don't drive enough interest for me to get a 
an Xbox One or an X. Either. You're not going to buy an X just to play Halo 3 with more pixels? No. <laughs> I do have a 4K TV, an older 4K TV, but a 4K TV. And, uh, but I won't be so getting still, it, it What about you, Johnny? I, I'm not going to get it. I, I was thinking about it, but $500. Yeah. And I, I would just play like Cuphead on it and then <laughs> be done. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel you. That, 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 that's me too. I'm like, I'd get Cuphead, already, maybe Gears of War, like not really anything else. Do you have an Xbox One already? Yeah, I already have an Xbox One. I have the okay. Day One Edition. Okay. And it still works fine. It's yeah. just, I mean, I do have a 4K TV with the HDR and I, mm-hmm. I play the Switch on it mostly. So I'm getting 900p instead of 4K. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I kind of put my bet on the PlayStation. That's where my friend ecosystem is for the most part. Like, play with Nathan and a bunch of other friends. Um, and I, you know, traded in my PS4 to get the PS4 Pro. They had a good tra- trade-in promo, you know, with Destiny 2. So that's kind of where I'm going to be. I don't really see a high percentage of gamers getting the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One, you know. <laughs> Maybe those very, very elite people with who live on Money Bags Island or something, but... Most people, I don't think, are really in for it. And the fact that Microsoft is asking their fans to spend $500 twice in a single generation, I kind of think is crazy to me. Because when you bought the Xbox One, it was 500 right, John? Yeah, it was 500 With yeah. the Kinect, you know, it was no, definitely no. worth it. <laughs> they they the finally Kinect dropped is now it. They finally dropped the Kinect. So. Oh, that is funny. I remember all these quotes of them saying, you know, we're never going to ship the Xbox One without the Kinect. It's a staple. We're sticking with it. And it has long since been gone. So pretty crazy. All right. Without further ado, it is time to talk about Mario Odyssey. Odyssey. (laughs) The Odyssey. (laughs) Um, The game that was finally dethroned, Knack 2, as the best platformer of the year. (laughs) And, um, you know, I thought we'd start off, you know, there's so much to talk about in this game. There's so many there. We're going to try our best to keep this as spoiler-free as possible. Not just for, you know, people like myself and Nathan who haven't quite finished the game yet, but for you, the listeners, as well. Um, you know, maybe in a couple of weeks we'll talk a little more we'll in depth. To, cast. Yeah, yeah, you know, what we thought on the final bosses and such. But um, I thought we'd just, you know, start off by talking about what are kind of, like, your favorite, like, gameplay elements, some of the best kind of additions or, you know, the thing I think Odyssey did really well, it really evolved a lot of different neat ideas from past Mario games and just kind of put them all into this one big game. And there's so many little Easter eggs and callbacks to all these past Mario games, and it just kind of rethought these ideas in smarter ways. Um, so what do you guys think? Nathan is pondering very very mysteriously. Thinking, well, I, I, can, I can talk about Cap, okay. Cappy, because I think Cappy is the, the greatest thing about this game because... Um, you know, every Mario game there's since '64 has kind of had a quirk to um, the jumping in Mario's movement. You know, you think of Sunshine, obviously the flood, which was kind of cool, uh, kind of a cool idea. You could get some different nozzles on there. Um, but for the most part, what I didn't like about the flood is, you know, you had that hover mode on the flood, which really was kind of almost like a crutch or a handicap that as you went through the game, you kind of really relied on using the hover on almost every single jump, and it made you know parts of the game easier and. Some of the best parts of Sunshine, like I've said before, is those parts where Shadow Mario rips the flood away and you have to do those hard platforming challenges without it. Um, You think of Galaxy, you know, it had the spin jump, which gave Mario a little extra oomph uh, to do wall jumps and get up to special areas. And Cappy kind of is this cool evolution where you could kind of do the Mario Galaxy spin jump. It gives you a little bit of extra hang time. Uh, But you can throw Cappy in midair do like a Mario 64 like leap in midair. Like a dive. Dive, yeah. You dive off the hat, and then you get an additional jump. You can throw Cappy again to get a little bit of extra air, and then dive again to get up to these new platforms. And, you know, after about the first 45 minutes of playing the game, and I got a handle of, you know, all the different moves and how Cappy works, I was able to get pretty much to any ledge or any area I wanted to in the game with enough practice. Like, if you're skilled enough, you can totally bypass the way you're meant to get to things in the game and just, like, wall jump and cappy and use all these crazy different um, combinations of Mario's abilities to get up on things. And, like, Mario automatically grabs on the edges, too, so, like, it makes those things a little more accessible. And Nintendo, kind of like they did in Breath of the Wild, kind of opened it up and said, you know, this is the way we recommend maybe getting this, maybe turning into this creature animal and going up there. But if you're skilled enough and you find a creative way to do it, you can probably jump your way over to this place. So I thought that 
that is one of my favorite things I've been enjoying, just controlling Mario with Cappy. Yeah, he feels really good. What about you guys? Something. You guys, I mean, you guys love <laughs> this ahead, game. Go you ahead, can't Johnny. Talk about it. Like, All right. you, you've played this game more than either of us, so. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, the, the, the movement with Cappy is is spectacular. You could check all the different moves you could do with Cappy, like in the Oh, yeah, there's like your an menu. action guide in the game, yeah. Yeah, there's the action guide, and you can see all the different moves you could do with them, which is crazy. And I, I've seen some speedruns already, and people yeah. are crazy. <laughs> they, they, I don't understand how they could do it, how they are so coordinated to do, like, a dive to a Cappy throw to a, a, di- a dive <laughs> Cappy throw. Yeah. It was crazy. And, um, but I think the best thing is about is the camera. Mm, I mean, I really? love... The uh, I love N six I love Super Mario sixty four but man that cam- camera does not hold up. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> but, uh, can move on yeah when you don't want it to. In, in Odyssey you could just freely move the camera, you could you could stop look. Um, yeah, it just makes it a lot easier for for judging your space and platforming. Um, I mean, I'm just trying to think. With with so many like 3D platformers, you know, the camera can be such a, a burden. It can get in the way of the fun so so many times. You know, I think about ukulele. I was really excited to play that game, and you know, while I did enjoy my time with it, there were definitely a lot of times where I accidentally died or had to restart a platform section because some wonky camera issue that happened in the game. And yeah. you know, I think they've since kind of you know patched and made it a little bit better. But you know, it's definitely not, uh, a compliment when you say you can't really notice the camera like you don't have yeah, any yeah. bad camera clips or you don't have unfair deaths because of the way the camera worked and i've been playing mostly with the joy cons you can actually kind of jump with the b button and kind of move the camera with your right thumb at the same time because they're so close together which actually kind of works i kind of like it um have you guys been playing with the joy cons more or like with uh, pro controller? i've been playing with the pro control i really like that um it is a little bit annoying to do some of the more advanced capping moves. Like you kind of have to spin the controller to, to do the big spin around. But overall, it works really well. And I, the Joy-Cons are fine, but it's not my favorite way to play it, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah, I've, I've only used the Pro Controller because I hate motion controls. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I can't, I, don't know, I'm, I guess I'm too old. <laughs> I don't want to use motion controls because it, it's annoying. But some parts do look fun. With motion controls, I won't mm-hmm. say what, but they do look fun. Yeah. yeah they, yeah, I, I was think going into it thinking I would use almost only the Pro Controller, but I've actually been using the Joy-Cons for most of it, um, which I've been surprised that I've liked so much. It almost kind of like a Mario Galaxy callback, you know, having the two little controls yeah. in each hand and, you know, shaking it every once in a while. Um, it is kind of weird that this one minor complaint I have with the game, you know, there's a lot of motion control moves with Cappy, like throwing it directly up or down or spinning it around, like you said, Nathan, that you can't really map to the Pro Controller buttons. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, if you're playing handhold mode, like, sure, you can, you know, toss your Switch up into the air to do these moves, but you're trying to look at the screen. That doesn't really work out very well. And I'm afraid to, you know, shake my console around. It's going to mess up the inside or something. So um, it is kind of weird that some of the controls don't allow you to do that. Same with captures. When you capture an enemy, if you do a motion control, it usually would do some special thing. So, you know, if you're playing handhold or something, you don't really want to be shaking your console. You're not really getting the extra yeah, boost. Yeah. But they're usually never necessary. It just, like, kind of speeds up or makes it a little bit better. So, I don't know. It's a, it's a minor, minor gripe for sure. But um, what's your guys' favorite transformation? Because that's kind of, the, you know, the main big new thing in Odyssey. There's all these different creatures and things you can transform into. Um, I'll say, you know, just in, in in case of spoilers, let's try to maybe mention anything that's in like maybe the first half of the game, the first five or six worlds. What's your favorite thing that you've transformed to in that that <laughs> section of the game? I think uh, I'll say. Uh, go ahead, John. Lack- I'll say Lakitu. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> he's just like he's oh like, I thought he, he he's always an enemy in all the other games except yeah. for I guess sixty four, but like in Mario Kart, in <laughs> Mario Kart, but he's just like chilling. And he's fishing, like he's just sitting in a, in a pond in like one of the first water worlds, and yeah. he's just chilling. And you, you capture him, and then you go fishing for a while. It's, I think I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, and you can yeah. capture him in a couple different places, and it's just hilarious to see this character we've seen for so long. And then see with the little Mario mustache, and you can do this fun little fishing mini game where you pull out, you know, a moon, and he pops he pops up in a couple of the worlds too. I think so. He's it's not just a one off. Yep. You know, a lot of the capture mechanics. Um, are kind of exclusive to certain creatures in certain areas that, you know, there'll be a certain enemy in 
the Sand Kingdom that won't be in you know the other ones because you know it's themed and that's that's something I really enjoyed and appreciated. Every time I got to a new ga- uh, not new galaxy, new new kingdom was there was new things to surprise me. Like oh, I can turn into a crazy traffic cone and flick myself up the side of a building now. That's cool. I had no idea that wasn't in any of the other ones. So there are some some neat ideas and unique things in each kingdom too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Are you going to say T-Rex, or do you want me to say um, <laughs> I, So my favorite thing is about the T-Rex is the fact that I watched two different people who hadn't really like paid attention to any of the marketing leading up to Super Mario Odyssey. So they didn't know that Mario could turn into a T-Rex. I watched two different people play the game. <laughs> and they get in that first world, and they're like looking around. I'm like, did they see the T-Rex? Oh, they don't see the T-Rex yet. <laughs> and they walk up to it. And both, both of the people were like, is that a T-Rex? <laughs> oh, it must be dead. And then they threw the cap at it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you can be a T-Rex. And then they both just start screaming with joy because it was so amazing to be a T-Rex in a Mario game and just kind of walk around to decimate the world. Yeah. Um, and they, they structured that you know that first kingdom that you play as the T-Rex in so well because right after you turn in the T-Rex, there's just all these giant walls of brick that you can smash through. And there's like five chain chops that... You know, you play any Mario game, Chain Chomps is one of the most feared, you know, invincible enemies in Mario. And just, you're like, oh, I'm going to smash through five of them you know, the second I get this T-Rex power. And it's this weird contrast where it looks super, it looks like a Jurassic Park, like T-Rex. Yeah, like, really he, looks, he looks like realistic. <laughs> it's, um, uh, it's just so funny. You know, they didn't go with, you know, like, like a, Yoshi or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Yoshi or Plessy design or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's, I mean, got to be, I guess, my favorite just because of how, how cool it is and how... Even, you know, I knew it was coming from that trailer they put out at E3. It still was so kind of mind-blowing that I was a T-Rex. So. I think it's crazy that they that was like the literal... That's literally the first thing you transform into. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I was, they just throw you right into it. I yeah. was just doing some platforming because there's a little, like, I think fire pole that kind of leads up to it. And I was, you know, kind of trying out Mario's different moves. And I did this tr- awesome triple jump into a cap throw. And I bounced off of it. And I got... I was like, oh, wow, that was awesome. And I'm like, whoa. Our award for getting up here early is there's a giant T Rex. This is amazing. I just found found the T Rex. Yeah, it's yeah. it's so cool. It's awesome. Um, there are some really cool transformations later in the game too that you know we're not going to share about, but you know I can just say for anyone out there playing, you know, as you go along to the worlds, you know, be looking for those different creatures yeah. that you can turn into. And there's new designs of characters which we haven't really seen a ton of in recent Mario games. You know, I think of Mario Three World, which is you know a fun game, but there wasn't a ton of new enemy designs, I feel like, in that game that I remember. And each time I go into New Kingdom, I'm seeing these new or kind of, you know, maybe they kind of look like old familiar enemies, but they are different in a way. And so finding these different new characters and taking a, you know, taking charge of their abilities as well as old favorites that you've seen for years is, I think, just a really cool, fun, and fresh yeah. idea. Well, and you can throw your cap at literally anything, and there's even some times where you can transform into something that's not even technically... Li- technically alive yeah and it's just like really surprising to be like oh my gosh i just did that and you wouldn't you wouldn't think of that otherwise and it's a cool way that nintendo had secrets there's over like 50 i think there's 52 transformations if if i remember that so there's over 50 transformations in the game which is a lot more than i thought i was expecting 20 to 30 and so it's cool nintendo put so many different in there and some of them may only be like once or twice in the game and that's you know okay yeah um so what is your guys favorite world so far i'm gonna say you know, let's you know pick one of the maybe one of the first five or six worlds as well. Like maybe uh, nothing post New Donk City, uh, so we don't want to get into too big right. spoilers. Um, what do you guys think? I haven't decided yet. Okay, well I'll go ahead and say New Donk City because <laughs> I didn't think it was. You know, that was the the kingdom they showed in the very first Mario trailer that came out. We didn't know really anything about the game other than Mario's going to be in this real-life city place and do some platforming. Um, but just how big the area is, and it's not, there's not really any enemies in the main part of New Donk City, which sounds weird because, you know, think of a Mario level with no enemies. It sounds boring, right? But there's really no enemies, and it just encourages you to explore and climb up to the top of all the different skyscrapers. Um, once you get past the weird aesthetic of seeing these realistic humans standing next to Mario, <laughs> like, that, did, that did throw me a loop a bit, but, you know, you get used to it. And um, there's all these fun minigames scattered across, like there's RC car race, the jump rope minigame. Um, and then, you know, there's another part at the end of New Donk City, which if you've played it, you know what I'm talking about, is just one of my favorite moments in video games. And, like, 
I was literally, I couldn't remember the last time I was so giddy and overjoyed with like something I played in a video game. Like I, I can't remember that time where I was that excited and happy about it. Like it took, took me, took me back and I just was like, Oh my goodness, this is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. So, I mean, New Donk City has definitely kind of been the, the highlight of the game so far for me. And you know, I'm at, towards the end of the game, uh, right now so neat uh, i was trying to i'm trying to look at the kingdom so i don't say one that's so posted that. yeah yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead and say uh i'll go ahead and say the wooded kingdom um i think that's the kingdom i've spent the most time in and <clears throat> it's hilarious because it's like this wooden kingdom inhabited by these mechanical watering cans or yeah, i don't, I don't like even know what they are they're like little robots that their <laughs> they, sole purpose look is like, to water everything yeah exactly it, and they're they're they have like this really whoever wrote the dialogue for them is really funny like they say some sassy. really ridiculous <laughs> things they're, they're really sassy they're like kind of half written as a as an ai um to fit their kind of robotic but they also say some really like you said sassy things so they're really funny and just the overall world design in that there's so many different um cool secrets and stuff like that and kind of how you progress through the level um the first kind of world you come to the desert uh level is kind of like really flat and kind of laid out and can go anywhere versus the wooded kingdom is much more kind of like you're progressing from one point to another and there's a really cool kind of structure of how you go about that and there's different ways you can do it and stuff like that and then as you explore more you find more and more secrets and different ways of kind of traveling around which is neat so. yeah then there's a whole another area like underneath the map that you can yeah. like go and it's like this really deep dark secret yeah and you can even like totally miss it too if, if you wanted yeah, if you didn't know sure. it was there so and like i really like the aesthetic of like you know it's a forest and it's this beautiful you know natural beauty it looks like the redwood forest but at the same time it, it's like this steam gardens where it kind of has this red iron and like rust and like the the this picture of you know flowers kind of growing over this old mechanical place almost kind of like something out of like rising zero dawn you know where you have these old yeah. structures and there's vines and things overgrowing it so it really really uh worked well they did a cool job with the aesthetic and the music's really fun too I like yeah, the, the music, music. Yeah. Awesome. music reminds me of like the beach boys yeah it's kind of got like a little <laughs> like a little fun guitar riff in there and yeah for sure i thought you were gonna say it reminded you of uh destiny because when i got there <laughs> like this looks exactly like um what's oh the, the farm part. the farm yeah yeah it, it just yeah. reminded me of destiny yeah that's funny I didn't even think about that. That's true. Uh, so, do you have a world you wanted to shout out, or? Yeah, um, I'm actually gonna say the Cap Kingdom. Oh, okay, nice. So, so the first one you go to, and I was wrong. You don't. You get to be a frog before T Rex. Yeah, right? yeah, that's right. But, but, uh, but if you like, when I went through it, I just I went to the next world after I got the amount of moons you needed. Mm-hmm. But if you go back, yeah, there's they, a lot to do there. There's a lot to do there. Um, it reminds me of the um, Nightmare Before Christmas, oh, just with yeah, the aesthetic. Totally. And the the cappies are hilarious. Yeah. There's <laughs> the little ghosts are so cute. Like these cute little ghost hats. Like it's awesome. There's one. There's one where he's guarding a moon, and he's like, "I'm definitely not afraid of paragoombas. I'm definitely not afraid of paragoombas." <laughs> you, you have to capture a paragoomba just to make him go away. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was really fun. Beano plays awesome. a paragoomba. You can literally like fly around almost anywhere you want in that world as a paragoomba, and it you know it feels really really open, even though it's not necessarily a really huge area. And the music and you know the fog it totally brings back that classic kind of you know ghost house uh, Mario aesthetic it does, in there. It does such a good job of kind of setting up the rest of the game too, because I didn't even realize this because when I first played through, I was kind of just trying to run through, see what was next, and stuff like that. So I didn't spend a lot of time there, but watching other people play through it. They like kind of start exploring, and I'm like, oh my goodness, there's all these secrets that I didn't even find. Um, mm-hmm. That if you spend your time and take a little bit more time, kind of exploring, you see like, oh, I found this, and I found this, and it gives you that mindset to just keep looking, um, kind of under every nook and cranny for the rest of the game. So it's a great kind of intro yeah. level. Well, that, and that's pretty much what happens throughout the whole game. Right? Yeah, you know, yeah. I've watched you know my wife or you play a bit, so I'm like, oh wow, I didn't even, I didn't even go to that area. I have to go back and do that. Oh, wow, you found this painting that warps you to another world, and like. <laughs> I mean, that kind of brings me to our next topic. You know, there's all these cool Easter eggs that are throwbacks to these old Mario games. You literally find these big paintings with giant golden frames like Mario 64 that you can jump into and Mario will warp to that world that's on the painting and get like a secret star out in the middle of nowhere. And like, 
the further you get in the game, like it'll, sometimes they'll kind of give you a sneak peek of these other worlds you haven't been to yet. And it's just kind of this cool teaser, like, oh my goodness, I'm in this world, I get to explore it later. I can't, I can see the whole thing right now, but I can't maybe go out and access it yet. So it's just kind of this cool little sneak peek that, you know, 3D Mario games have never really had. You think of 2D Mario games, there's always shortcuts in the world map. There's cannons that can shoot you to different worlds in the 2D Mario games. Uh, Mario 3, you can get the warp pipes, or the warp whistles that lets you skip entire sections of the game. But never really had a little uh, segment like that in our 3D Mario games. So it was really cool um, to see something like that in the game. Was there any other kind of Easter eggs or callbacks to other Mario games that you guys noticed or enjoyed? I mean, I know I'm I've kind of played every Mario game, so I'm like yeah. my mind's flooding. It may not everyone's mind not be flooding with it, but like you know, simple things like unlocking the little black magician suit for Mario. I'm like, yeah. this is amazing. That's the cover art to Mario All Stars, like my most played game probably ever. Like I played that cartridge oh, wait, is nonstop. Is that what that comes from? Yeah, I didn't even know. That. He's in he's in a little black with the top hat and the magician outfit. Like it's Mario All Stars, and I just love that. And there's a little rocket ship you can take for that takes you to the next one and. You could, there was a rocket ship that looked just like that in Super Mario Bros. 2 for the NES. Like, there's all these cool like ideas that they've kind of brought back yeah. in design. All the all the different outfits, just in general, um, I think do a really good job of just bringing in Mario history from the really well known to the obscure. Um, yeah, exactly. And they have like everything in there, which is which is kind of a really neat picture. Like, so I guess that would be my answer. Yeah, I haven't beaten Bowser yet, and I already have I think 35 outfits and hats. Then you can mix and match them and. It's so cool to see so much care and effort put into like this thing of making these new outfits that are crazy and funny, but also finding what is every obscure outfit that Mario's ever worn in any promotion or cameo and put it in here. We've never really been able to change outfits in a Mario game before. Yeah. Except for like Mario Maker, I guess, had the different skins and stuff like that. Yeah. But. That was 2D. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so just kind of in closing, you know, what, what was maybe one of your favorite surprises so far in the game or something that maybe you weren't expecting to be as fun um, in Odyssey. I I thought it was really interesting that, you know, there are callbacks to maybe even, I would say, you know, Mario Sunshine and Mario 3D World, while they're good games, they probably weren't as highly acclaimed or revered as Mario 64 and the Galaxy games were. Um, and, you know, there's this item you can get if you throw Mario's cap at you basically gets a jet on the back of his hat and just goes blazing fast and can like skip over water, go up ramps. And that was totally one of the power-ups that the Flood had in Mario Sunshine. And they found a cool way to bring that into this game but not have it, um, you know, work as exactly the same as it did in Sunshine. And, you know, I think of Mario 3D World, there's a lot of smaller level designs and like little mini boss rooms um, that totally brought back Mario 3D World for me that they kind of said, okay, these were some cool ideas in there. Let's throw these into Galaxy or into Odyssey because there's these little um, rooms that are just scattered around every world. There's a little red door with a hat icon, and if you throw your hat in it, you go in, and it could be a long platforming challenge. It could be a very short puzzle that you have to figure out, and almost all these rooms have two moons in it. There's one that's hidden, and there's one at the very end. So, like, it adds a lot of replayability and there's these additional secrets and it's just packed with so many secrets in this game. It's oh, so, so good. I love it. I can't stop playing it. <laughs> yeah. My, the, what surprised me the most was there's so many of the, the eight bit sections. Oh yeah. I, th I thought maybe that there, there would be like, I don't know, one or two just as a callback, but pretty much every world has multiple. Um, and they, each one of those, they kind of flip it on its head. What you expect mm -hmm. in an 8-bit area. Um, I know in the in the Sand Kingdom, one of the first ones you do is the it has the the gravity, like in the Galaxy games. Oh yeah, where it yeah. Has the, like you stick to the yeah, ceiling like you, or the floor based and, on where yeah. you're standing. Yeah. Yeah. So they just put that in the in the 8-bit. Yeah. So um, like, there's another callback right style. there. Like it's 2D Mario. Which, you know, Galaxy had kind of these weird 2.5D sections, but it's in, like, retro Mario art style, but it has that kind of same idea brought back for, like, a short little fun burst. Like, it's so cool. And they also made sprites for all of the outfits. Yeah. <laughs> and some of them look perfect. Like, the pirate outfit looks oh, great. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. Bit. I have to look at that. <laughs> uh, yeah, they made they made special sprites for all of them, and it, it just looks... It's just so charming. This whole game is mm -hmm. is charming. They know Nintendo knows how to do. It oozes just charm. make you 
They just they just know how to make you feel good. Yeah, no, this the the biggest thing I, I've felt and I've seen kind of around Twitter and since this game has released is just the amount of people saying, This game just brings me like joy. Like, you know, no matter what you're feeling, whether you're feeling down or if you're kinda of depressed or whatever it is, it just brings a smile to your face because it is so fun to play. It's so creative. There's so many different things you can do and it just you uh I think you said this a couple of days ago that the only requirement to have fun in this game is to be a human. Yes. Like, it's, it's such a great game. Yeah, and, you know, that's the magic of Mario games in general. You know, they're so accessible. And, you know, 3D Mario games have never really been as accessible as the 2D Mario games. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like this game really does that. It's like, super accessible because kind of what we talked about a little bit is people, you know, kind of say, oh, it's too easy. But it's um, accessible because people don't have to be crazy good at platforming or anything like that to be able to enjoy mm-hmm. most of this game. And then for those of us who do want um, more of a challenge, there's more of that kind of later on in the game and secrets that you can yeah. find, etc. Well, and everyone's playing right. the game differently. Like, my wife, she is in the third world, and she finds about 10 to 15 moons before she moves on to the next one. And I'm like, I have to hit at least 30 moons like before I move on. Like, I, I want to conquer more and explore every kind of corner of this world before i you know say goodbye to it and so everyone can kind of play at their own pace and see how much they want like the fact that i have over 300 moons and i haven't even fought in bowser yet i think is just testament to how deep you can go into the game before you even get to the final encounter and you know i've heard that there's even more to do after the game you know look at mario 3d world you unlocked like i think four additional worlds of like bonus levels (laughs) after you beat the main game and so like I'm sure there's still a lot to do after the game as well. So it's, it's everybody said cool. that that game, everybody said that 3D World was super easy. They clearly didn't play Champions Road. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is true. I mean, it, you remember me playing I, that? I, the I grind. could not play that. I, for like I three remember hours. watching you try and beat the last level, and it took you like two and a half hours or something. Yeah, like that. it took a very long time. It was, it was. A lot I could confirm time. it gets difficult. Yes. All right. <laughs> that is good to hear. Awesome. I, I love it. I love it. Um, so. That's about all the Mario Odyssey news we have today. Let us know what you think about Mario Odyssey. I know a lot of you have already been tweeting about it all week, but uh, if you don't know our Twitter, at HeyListen underscore games, we'd love to um, check in with you guys. We have one follower. I did a, like a moon, uh, power moon roll call uh-huh. who uh, had 500 moons already. Wow, that is insane. <laughs> Which, how much are you at, John? 609. Oh, <laughs> all right. There it is. <laughs> So John John wins. Uh, I'm sorry, Smash King. He was the one who tweeted that he had over 500. So oh. John John is the champion now. For now. Oh, Smash King told you that. Yeah, that was Smash King. <laughs> so you, you'll, you'll have to yeah have to tweet at him and uh, brag a little bit. I, I think before one really quick thing I want to say is uh one of the things that kind of amazed me the most is uh Jeff you and I went to the actual physical midnight launch of this game. Oh yeah. And we went to Best Buy. And we're in it line. It was 9 p.m. West Coast Yeah, 9 time. p.m. And there's these other two games, Assassin's Creed and uh, Wolfenstein, that also came out that same day. And Best Buy had advertised on their website. They're like, we're doing a Mario Odyssey, but it's also an Assassin's Creed launch and stuff like that. And we get in line, and they start giving out Mario posters. <laughs> and then literally everyone there was buying Mario. Like, I didn't talk to a single person. I didn't see a single person who was picking up yeah. Assassin's Creed or anything like that. And the Nintendo section at Best Buy is like, front and center the biggest thing yeah they like reallocated where exactly. the nintendo section on was. all of their ads uh just like watching sports and stuff like that all their ads they show like the switch as being the kind of the big gift this year that people want and stuff mm-hmm. like that so i mean nintendo's back and mario is a huge part of that yeah i remember like picking up you know my wii u games that like midnight launches or opening days and like there was tons of extra copies there <laughs> and, like and people really are like oh wait let me go look and see we should have that in the back i've never really heard of that before yeah exactly like so it's 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 and good to see you know especially the game as good and accessible as mario odyssey it's yeah. awesome to see so many people playing it while you know a lot of gamers missed out on a lot of the great wii u games because we had really good games that just you know didn't didn't really stick very well the the system so I was um, I was super happy when they announced preloading. Oh, yeah, was... that was really nice because it came out what like a week before Mario Odyssey actually launched. Yeah, so I, I didn't have to go out at midnight because yeah. I'm in the East Coast. Did the did the preloading work work good for you? Like no issues or anything? I had one one issue. You had to restart your Switch, which was mm-hmm. odd. That is oh, kind of weird. okay. So it hit midnight, and I kept clicking it, and it said not available yet. And then when it restarted, it it uh, it went Got went right to it. So, okay. so there, there's your hot tip: if you preload a game, 
as soon as the clock hits midnight, if you're you're waiting up for it, just hit restart. So, um, all right. So we're going to talk a little bit about this Sony press conference that happened today. It's Sony. Uh, we're uh, recording this on Monday. Games. Yeah, so a little bit early this week. Exactly. So. Yeah, this episode is going live on Tuesday, Halloween. Uh, we're recording a little early, uh, so we're not you know recording live on Halloween and with the World Series game and stuff. So, um, anyways, Paris Games Week is happening, and Sucker Punch has finally lifted the curtain on what they're working on. Their last game was 2014's Infamous Second Son, and uh, they made a smaller digital follow-up to it, but um, they've been kind of quiet the last couple of years, and so we've been wondering, you know, they're kind of known for making these really fun Infamous games, which are big kind of action-adventure, open-world games, and so the game title i'm not sure how to pronounce it Nathan. it's a yeah, ghost it? of tsushima is i believe the way the title tsushima. is tsushima um this is a they confirmed it's an open world action adventure game set in feudal japan in like the 1800s and it's set on the island of tsushima i guess hmm. and you're basically kind of fighting off the mongols are invading and you're playing as this uh samurai fighting off these different mongols and stuff like that um they didn't show any gameplay they put up a big trailer kind of introducing the game looks really really gorgeous they didn't show any gameplay. yeah cinematics like really cinematics really impressive awesome. for sure um, um this is really different from what uh because sucker punch is doing it this is really different from what they've done in the past so it was a big surprise usually very like, kind of contemporary almost sci-fi type titles yeah and this is obviously almost like a historical real life era and you know when i think of sucker punch i think of you know, the movement, like the infamous games give you these crazy powers and you can, you know, fly and do crazy superpower moves. And I think of a samurai, I think of something more like for honor or, you know, not really being able to move very quickly, yeah. not being super overpowered, being very kind of slow and skill based. And so interesting to see that Sucker Punch is kind of going this yeah. this route. I'm inter- interested to see how the gameplay actually turns, turns out, out and if they're able to really make the, the sword play feel unique or if it's, yeah. you know. I also think, you know, the, the Warriors games, like those, um, you know, obviously there's the Hyrule Warriors and the Dynasty Warriors and all those type of games. You're not usually moving very fast, and you're just kind of running around and spamming YRX to, you know, just defeat mobs of enemies. So um, it'll be interesting to see how this works. I'm sure it'll yeah, be better I think, than For Honor. Hopefully. I'm we'll, a huge we'll, fan of that. We'll but. have to wait and see. Um, this is exciting. A lot of people kind of have been saying, like, oh, maybe this will be. A lot of people have wanted Assassin's Creed to go to feudal mm, Japan yeah. for a long time. Which so we people, haven't really gotten a game. Yeah, I think people era. are hoping that it'll be kind of like that, where it'll be kind of a third person action adventure game, similar in that style, but we'll have to yeah. wait and see what happens. And on a quick note, like, Sucker Punch is a Western studio. Like, they're, yeah. they're not Japanese, but, like, from watching this trailer, I would have guessed, like, this was from a Japanese developer. It looked very, like,. I mean, I'm not Japanese, I was but it, it looked very it, authentic. I, I was to like, like, "Oh, this looks really cool," and I thought it was a Dynasty Warriors game yeah. for a little or a trailer for a little while because that game's coming out next year. And I was like, "Oh man, this looks cool, but it's going to be a Dynasty Warriors game, and I don't really care yeah. about that." So, so the fact cool that like it looks very authentic to the the era and the location and the the Japanese you know setting, I think is really cool that they're able to kind of look like they're pulling it off. So, my favorite announcement. I think is Guacamelee 2 is happening. It's coming out next year on the PS4. Um, it'll probably get, I'm sure, ported to everything else afterwards like the original game did. But uh, four-player co-op is in there. It showed a few new moves. It looks like there's some type of grappling hook in there. Um, honestly, they don't really need to add or change much. Like, Guacamelee was a pretty, um, the formula in that game was already pretty awesome. Uh, John, did you ever play the original Guacamelee? I did. I, I played I think I put it on Xbox. Okay, yeah. Um, but it came out to but, pretty much everything, but it's, it's an awesome game. I really like it. Yeah, I I loved it. It was It's like Metroidvania, but you, you're a luchador. Yeah, with fun luchador just, combat. <laughs> I, uh, I just hope it comes to the Switch. That's all. Yeah, yeah. That's all I, I, I think <laughs> everyone saw that and was like, oh, this looks like the perfect Switch game. How yeah. long is it going to be well, after the PS4 in, until it comes to the Drinkbox, Switch. like we've talked to a couple of the devs before at like PAX and stuff, and they love Nintendo. They yeah, they, they have a good relationship. So I yeah. totally think this will probably come, especially with how well I think it will sell on the Switch. Yeah, I, I assume there's stuff. a timed exclusivity probably with PlayStation mm-hmm. and it'll come so, everywhere else. So it's well, exciting. Hopefully. It's exciting though. It's a, it's uh, going to be a fun game to play for sure. Um, so I know I haven't really been playing any Destiny two lately. Obviously, Mars came out, but even before that, I it's. I, I dropped off very quickly. A lot of people, like, and John, of, I don't think you even hit level 20, did you? Like, I'm like, I don't know what level I'm at. I'm like <laughs> 10, 
10 or something. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. So you only I got like, like the, Go ahead. Yeah, I only played like the first weekend. Yeah. And I never play my PS4 anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, me and Nathan, we're really big Destiny 1 fans. Like, we put hundreds of hours in the original and, you know, to kind of think that, oh, the same thing's going to happen with Destiny 2, but it's not really there. They kind of took a lot of things out, I guess, from Destiny 1 that kind of been improved over the years. a lot of the things that they had started to improve and made what people liked about Destiny 1, they kind of took that back out for Destiny 2, which is kind of a confusing decision. Yeah, like they should have almost just kept Destiny as a platform, not made Destiny 2, and just kept updating the original Destiny so there'd be you know, a wide breadth of content similar to you know World of Warcraft or something. Yeah. But um, Needless to say, December 5th, Curse of Osiris is launching. Um, it looks like a pretty cool expansion. This is the first Destiny 2 expansion that's coming out. And it basically is letting everyone get to the lighthouse, which was a place you could only get if you won, you know, nine in a row, hardcore, sweaty PvP, Trials of Osiris games in Destiny 1. And so everyone's going to be in the lighthouse social space. Mercury, a new planet, is being added. You can patrol. There's going to be a new cinematic story mode, and they said there's going to be some new raid content and some other things in there, too. So it looks like it's going to be a pretty meaty uh, expansion, which is exciting. So hopefully there, this has a lot more to do in Destiny, and you know, I think getting to explore a whole new planet and area is pretty cool. You don't get that very often in uh, the Destiny games. So yeah. we'll let you know more what we think about that as we, we go along. Um, there was a lot of new trailers for a lot of PS4 games. Um, I didn't really watch any of them. Nathan, did any of them stick out to you? Like for um, a lot of these big third-party games, like there was a lot, a lot of Far kind Cry. of stuff that like little updates they gave. Um, I know Call of Duty. I think they confirmed the first DLC for Call of Duty. Did you see anything about that, John? Yeah, it's launched on PS4 first. I yeah, think. yeah. I, so. I saw that they announced the DLC. I don't know if that was what the trailer was about, okay. but it's coming out in January, like late late January on PS4. Yeah. Yep. And you do you do play Call of Duty on pl- Xbox or? Uh, or PS4. I used to play Call of Duty on PS4. Okay. Because of the DLC, because mm. of the exclusivity yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, gotcha. But I, I don't. I want to buy this one, but I don't know if I'll ever ever play it. Really? <laughs> wow. Okay. I mean, I love Call of Duty. I do yeah. love Call of Duty. Um, and I usually play with my girlfriend. She loves it. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if we're gonna. I don't know if we're gonna get it this time. Interesting. I I think I think it looks really cool. Um, Well, you love World War Two. I love World War Two, and I love (laughs) history. Um, I don't really want another multiplayer game to play. Like I kind of like to limit myself to a couple, Um, and so I kind of want to get it just for the single player campaign. So my plan is to kind of wait for it to go on sale for like twenty bucks or something like that, and then pick it up. I'll I'll buy it for sure if it comes to the Switch. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Every state. (laughs) <laughs> Every one of these games, Monster Hunter, Battlefront, <laughs> Far <Yep>. Cry, <laughs> never yep. going to happen. But yep. Yep, we're, we're, we're spoiled uh, having these portal games. Yeah. Switch. So there's that uh, Monster Hunter World uh, on PS4. You can play as Aloy, they announced, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and then Far Cry 5 was confirmed to be, you can, it's, you can play completely in co-op. So like every mission is supports, um, I think it's up to four players at least and stuff like that, yep. which is really cool. It is cool. So... We're just going to mention Spider-Man. Well, what was I'm that? sorry. Do either <laughs> of you play Monster Hunter? Uh, no. I, I tried, I tried it, a couple demos, it. and it was a little bit too slow and kind of methodical for my taste, I think. so. Yeah, yeah I, got, I got way into it. But, oh, really? Uh, okay. Yeah. It, like, so I are, put, you, I think are you hyped for 40, World then? I am, but again, I wish it was on the Switch. I've <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so seen a pattern here. I've seen a pattern. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to mention Spider-Man really quickly because I could go all uh, like all in all day like now that Odyssey's out this is my most anticipated video game that's been announced I'm so hyped I'm a huge Spider-Man fan I put a couple tweets up with a couple of my thoughts of the trailer you can check it on my Twitter there if, if you want to see but needless to say this game is still looking amazing it looks like the story is going to be a pretty good focus on it and the game continue like graphically just is amazing to me like how detailed the character models and the animations and the gameplay and the cutscenes look so um check out that trailer it looks awesome um was there any other games you guys wanted to mention i know we have a couple here on the show we probably have time to talk about one or two more um i guess one of the ones that was really interesting to me is detroit become human that's like a game that looks really really interesting it's dealing with some very heavy topics and 
It's one of those games where it looks like you can have a lot of choice and player agency and stuff like that. Like um, real choice. Like, yeah. <laughs> not, well, it's not, a choice, but you, you're going to end up in the same spot. Like. Yeah. Um, that The biggest update from today was just that they said it's going to come out spring 2018. We just had heard 2018 before. I figured it was going to be actually later. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a surprise. Hopefully, so maybe it'll come out like March, April, something like that. But I don't know. The, the other thing is that Sony didn't announce really announce any dates for any of these games, which is kind of disappointing, I guess. Yeah, that's that's Sony's problem is delaying games and not announcing dates. Yeah, it's hard I mean, to trust well, hopefully, them on anything. Hopefully in PS, PSX they announce some dates. I mean, that's that's only in a couple months, so Yeah, that's like well, that's like in a month. That's what the beginning of December. Yeah, it's it's always November, December in that area. So, yeah, I guess a month or two away. Um, hopefully we get some more dates there, but I don't Detroit definitely looks interesting to me. I don't know if I would like, I mean, just from what we've seen, it looks like it, like you said, it's pretty heavy topics, and I don't know if I want to spend my relaxing time playing a video game (laughs) dealing with some of those, especially if it's a longer experience and you kind of go through a lot of it. Um, But that being said, the idea is really cool. Um, Yeah. Like, I just recently saw Blade Runner, you know, 2049, and definitely kind of has a similar idea. There's these robots that are programmed to serve and do certain things, but they kind of exploring the free will and being able to do different things i almost kind of wish it did have almost the blade runner cyberpunk feel like it feels like it's almost like a our modern world but it's with androids um from what i've seen in the art style but i don't know i think it i think it still will be an interesting game probably not for me but yeah we'll have to wait and see i'll definitely wait on reviews on that one yeah so last of us part two got a trailer i didn't watch it I'm still on Blackout because uh, I haven't beaten the original one yet. So no spoilers, even though I'm probably, pretty sure I know what happens. Uh, but I, just from what I saw on Twitter and online, it looked like there was a lot of negative reactions about how violent the it trailer was. It was very, very dark. Like, it was, I think, the darkest thing I've ever seen in a promo. Like, kind of the shocking Gosh. thing about it is because there are, like, you know, Sony makes some dark games, and even The Last of Us, the original, there was some dark parts in it. Um but it was just really – I was watching it, and it was even disturbing to kind of watch. I even, like, looked away a couple times because I was like, I don't really want to see this. Um, <laughs> so it was just very, very mature. Um, it looks like part two is going to be a much darker game even than the original. And mm. so that's kind of cool if you're into that and it's dealing with kind of these very heavy themes. But for me, I think it's just a little bit too too far into it, in my opinion. Hmm. So, and- Yeah, I actually, this is the one trailer that I watched mm-hmm. because I had to see what they're going to do with it. And I have no idea. I don't know who any of these characters are. Yeah, they're all new characters, which I think is really interesting. Hmm. Uh, it was brutal. I don't know why they, it, it was a weird scene to show off for like yeah, their mean, first They're marketing the reveal. game really right now. And is that what they want people to take away? Like this game's going to be super dark, disturbing, and mature. Like, is that what the game's about? Or like, I don't know. I mean, even the first, even the first teaser trailer, they, it was kind of dark. They, they didn't show anything, but mm. they kind of hinted at what what was going on, and it, it was just not. It was not happy. It was not yeah. Mario Odyssey or anything. <laughs> no, definitely, Def, definitely not a, a happy game. It was really interesting too because you kind of start watching the trailer, and like I didn't know what game it was, so I was trying to figure out for most of the. I think it's about a three minute long kind of trailer slash gameplay thingy, Majig. I was trying to figure out what game it was because they said they were like, this is a game that we know everyone's anticipating from, you know, an awaited sequel or something like that. And I had no idea what game it was. And I was like, I guess it's probably Last of Us, but I don't recognize any of the characters. I don't (laughs) really know what's going on. I didn't finish the first one. I got, I think, about halfway through it. Same boat. So, yeah. You guys got to finish that. What? If I finish a PS4 game before you guys. It was one of those games that I just thought, was on a lot more hype and was overrated. I came to it late. I didn't get till the remaster on PS4 and I got about halfway through. I did enjoy a lot of the moments with it, but I, I think I kind of got stuck on one of the human encounters, which I did not enjoy yeah. the human encounters in the game. I liked I liked the story. I thought it was interesting. I honestly, the gameplay was a little bit kind of too slow and methodical and a little bit too too much stealth and stuff like that. Like it was really heavy into item management, which is cool, but I don't know. I, I guess I wasn't good enough for the game and so i kind of just stopped playing it about halfway through and never went back yeah i don't know i'll, I'll probably get around to finish it before the second one comes out but you've been saying that for a while i haven't <laughs> saying that for a while and i have a lot of games in my back 
I haven't finished Fire Emblem Awakening. That game came out like six years ago. You're never going to finish that game. We should just give it up. <sighs> I shouldn't have cho- chosen to play hardcore mode. I, I just I can't do it. My character's permadying. Um, all right, well, we're going to leave you guys with what, we're, what we've been playing this week. Obviously, we've been playing almost exclusively Mario Odyssey, but is there anything else you guys have been playing that you wanted to um, chat about real quick here at the end of the show? Nope, just Mario. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, I mean, John, I've you, been have, playing, you have 35 Switch games. You have to be playing at least something else this last week, right? I've been playing Golf Story. Nice. Yeah, that, that game is, is such a good fantastic. Game. I just love the writing in it. I think it's hilarious that your uh, your I don't know your ex wife or something comes yeah, back. It's just like, I thought it was your mom when the game first started. I was like, <laughs> wow, this, she's really mean. But yeah, I think it is your ex wife. Actually, I think it's I think she's still your wife. Oh really? There's there's a part <laughs> where she's like her. I get half your I get half your winnings. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like this 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 was, that was made by one guy, right? Or two guys? Uh, I think it was two guys yeah. in Australia, I believe. Yeah, yeah so. and the writing is just spot on. Everybody's so mean to you. Yeah. Like you suck. You should <laughs> not do this. And they, they do it in a, like a funny, you know, kind of joking way too. It's it, they are being mean, but like the way that it's written is just like makes you laugh when you read it. So you, you don't feel like depressed or bad. It just yeah. like, oh my gosh, well, this is the, hilarious. The, the art style saying. is really great, and then the the actual gameplay is really fun too. Like the golf, I like it a lot because it's pretty arcadey. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a lot of kind of cool different challenges they throw at you. Yeah, as like well. you'll be like playing golf, and all of a sudden you're like, wow, I'm hitting Ugh. golf balls off the backs of turtles. Like, it's, oh, the I'm game is a lot zombies. longer than I thought. Like, I think I've put, like, seven or eight hours into it, and I don't even think I'm close to the end. So, yeah. I think awesome. it's about 15 or 20 hours. Yeah, that's what I've heard. That's really cool. So, I mean, for a golf game, that's a lot of death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that, is, that is pretty cool. Um, so, I thought, just real quickly, we could share our favorite, you know, kind of scary or... A spooky game that we maybe want to play on Halloween, or maybe a recommendation for our readers to play tomorrow on Halloween with Halloween coming up. Last year I played Resident Evil on Halloween, the original one, and it did not hold up very well today because I didn't play the original. I did not enjoy that. Do not recommend it. <laughs> However, <laughs> play the ga- remake. Yeah, well, a, a game from that almost kind of that era, from 2001, one of my favorite spooky games of all time, the original Luigi's Mansion, came out in the GameCube. It's still stuck on the GameCube. It's the only place where you can play it. Or, you know, or on the Wii with backwards compatibility, but um, I love that game so much. And it was the original was pretty spooky. I mean, I played it as a ten year old kid. I mean, my brothers, you know, we didn't have nightmares or anything, but it was kind of fun. You would turn off all the lights and kind of, you know, playing the game and seeing the booze and all the different stuff. And I still really, really enjoy that game. As a lot of people don't really count it as a mainline Mario game or forget it as kind of a weird idea, but I have a lot of really fond memories of that game and I definitely recommend that or even the the sequel the sequel's not very spooky it's more the ghost some are used for laughs or the 3DS sequel but um, both those games um, I still really adore I'm hoping we get a, a new Luigi's Mansion for Switch really bad so mm-hmm. what about you guys what what do you recommend playing tomorrow what what spooky game I hate scary games so <laughs> Until Dawn right uh, you love that game yeah I played all the way through Until Dawn that's definitely a fun game to play with a group of friends because um, it's the writing is really, really good. It's hilarious. And then, you know, you have a lot of player agency and choice depending on what you do with your characters, who survives, who doesn't, and stuff like that. And it's so. that classic jump scare, like horror, slasher horror movie. <laughs> yeah, teen <laughs> B-movie horror film. Yeah, so it's pretty fun. It is, it is pretty funny. It was free on PlayStation Plus a couple months ago, too, so maybe you picked it up then and yeah. need to play Give through. it a shot. Yeah. How about you, John? Um, it's not really scary, but Bloodborne... Oh yeah, always, that, always reminds stuff me of that game. <laughs> it always oh, reminds yeah. me of Halloween. One thing scary is how bad you are at it. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I am garbage at that game. I will, I will admit. But that that is like that is my favorite PS4 game. Wow, it's just perfect. I can I can play through it. I think I played through it at least four times now. It's my wow. one and only platinum. Um, <laughs> you really do love that game, then. Wow, that's yeah, impressive. That's a good one. I mean, that's. I mean, I can. So are you holding out hope for Bloodborne 2 then? I was hoping it was going to be announced today, and then I was very disappointed when I see when I saw it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Mm. PSX is my last hope. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, I, I, I kind of thought it would be announced like sometime this year, and wasn't it E3, wasn't today. We'll see PSX, but yeah. It seems like they have to make a sequel with how successful yeah. that game is and how many people love yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure it'll come, come at some point once the developer frees up. 
Um, my favorite obscure announcement today at the Sony conference was they announced a new tennis game that's coming out next year, and it's made by the original Top Spin team, or what's left of that team. Uh-huh. And there hasn't been any like tennis games outside of the crappy Wii U Mario Tennis in like years. And so I'm excited to get a new tennis game because I love tennis. I played Super Tennis this weekend with my dad. <laughs> like, I love tennis games. I love playing sport of tennis. It's going to be fun. So I'm excited for that. I'm sure there's probably five other people who are also excited as well. So Maybe six. <laughs> but anyways, that's our show. Thank you so much for joining us um, here today. Um, as always, you can find us on Spreaker.com or on iTunes. We'd love for you guys to uh, leave us a review and let us know what you think about the show on there. We have a couple of reviews on there already. I know, Johnny, you left us a nice review on there, so thank you for that. And, uh, John, where can uh, people find you? Like, uh, where, What's your YouTube? What's your Twitter? want to be sure people can follow your awesome content that you're putting out <laughs> awesome <laughs> um my uh twitter handle is at johnny Ebzo, johnny Ebzo six and uh there you can find my youtube the john ebo you just search john ebo and then you'll find me john ebo. Uh, yeah you are a fellow I, uh, amiibo collector with me right you have way too many amiibo that you're not sure why you buy them all <laughs> yeah i have over a hundred i think yeah, wow they, they, did you get all yeah. the mario odyssey ones I did not get the Mario Odyssey ones. I kind of... I went I up to, to there. I got those three. <laughs> I, I went to Target today, uh-huh. and I was looking at them, and I almost bought one, but I didn't. Um, I did buy one. They're, of the, I did buy cool. Crom. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. Well, that is our show. Thank you so much for joining us, John. Appreciate having you on. Keep up the good Thanks work on the YouTube channel, and we will leave you guys with the Super Mario theme from Super Mario Odyssey. Have a good week, everyone. Peace. Yeah.